Hello and welcome to Money Life. This is Sucheta Dilal. This week, I'm talking about women and empowerment connected with, of course, corporate India and publicly listed companies. So two events have me making this video blog. One, what happened at Raymond during Diwali. And the second is an announcement by the Murugappa Group. The first, most of you would have known about. The second, you probably haven't heard. But in a nutshell, I believe that both these incidents show that women have a long way to go when it comes to gender parity. Now, let's start with where we are. It's so easy for us to delude ourselves. 55 years ago, a cigarette company, the brand Virginia Slims, came up with this legendary tagline, you've come a long way, baby. Of course, their intentions was only to help make women smoke, right? Because they said, you've come a long way, you're now your own woman, you can smoke. And it's almost as though all the you know, gender differences were over. These two events, nearly 60 plus years later, have you wonder where we stand. On one hand, things look wonderful. India has had two women presidents, one de facto and one de jure prime minister, a finance minister who's also been defense minister. We've had a number of self-made billionaire women. We have a sprinkling of women who've been CEOs of top companies in India as well as internationally. Plus, we have in India a legally mandated representation for women on corporate boards. And this is going on from 2013, but actually been implemented since 2018. On the other hand, events at Raymond and Murugappa make you wonder whether all this is really true or have the achievers been exceptions and whether the legal mandate really means anything. So let's start with Raymond's. Over the decades, Raymond's advertising tagline has been the complete man. It's built a powerful and positive image about a sophisticated, nurturing, caring company. This image has been systematically torn down by its own chairman and managing director, Gautam Singhania, over the last many years. First, with his fight, with this really ugly fight with his father, Vijaypat Singhania. Remember Vijaypat Singhania, Padma Bhushan awardee, well-known aviator, was the former chairman of the company. Singhania Sr., in fact, has been vocal about his differences with son Gautam and about how he's been thrown out of his home and left literally penniless living out of some of his savings. And he's even poured his heartbreak into his autobiography, An Incomplete Life. Even as these sad events and the court cases around them on every little issue have just been fading from public consciousness, you have another ugly dispute that has erupted. In fact, this one even more sordid than the last. So this time around, Nawaz Modi Singhania, Gautam's wife of 32 years, has accused her husband of violence against her and her daughter. Nawaz Singhania, remember, is a director on Raymond's. She also runs a fitness center, which is an entrepreneur in her own right. Earlier this month, she posted videos on social media about how she was publicly humiliated and prevented from attending Raymond's annual Diwali party for the staff, to which she was reportedly invited. Now, why does a wife need to be invited? There is an explanation. 
But before that, on the very day that these videos went viral of her standing at the closed gates and asking to be let in and the staff saying no, Gautam Singhania posted an announcement on social media, on his Instagram account, that he was splitting up with his wife. Immediately thereafter, Nawaz Singhania gave media interviews, which were quite scandalous, but actually just verified a lot of things that we have hinted at. In fact, I have made a video blog where I mention it in September. She talks about how she was hospitalized in September after facing domestic violence. She and her daughter. She's also staked a claim to 75% of the family's assets for herself and her two daughters. These developments have caused Damon's share price to slump 18%. Now, when there's an impact on the listed company, the CMD obviously had to respond. So Gautam Singhania sent an email reaching out to the board and to employees, reassuring them that his personal issues will not affect the company, which he says is doing extremely well. Not sure anyone is convinced. You listen to it and decide whether you are convinced. But what is more interesting from my perspective is an interview that Ms. Singhania gave to Business Today in November. This was immediately after those videos. To my mind, this interview raises concerns about the role of family members on corporate boards and what is their understanding of their fiduciary responsibility. So, Nawaz was a director, but she was apparently told by her husband, and I'm quoting, don't ever open your mouth, don't ask questions, don't make any comments. Why? Her words, because you're just an angutha chap for me or a fingerprint signatory. Is that why family members, mothers, sisters, daughters are on boards? Well, she went along with it. She claims that she remained deaf, dumb, and mute on the board because Gautam Singhania insisted that she should not step down if you want me to support you and the kids. Now, I have full sympathy for Nawaz Singhania and what she's going through in her personal life. But these remarks from a corporate director of a company with a market capitalization of 10,000 crore call into question whether family members as directors understand their role and fiduciary responsibility or even the size of a business and what makes someone destitute and unable to support a family. There's more. Same interview, Ms. Sigania also explains her attempt to attend the Diwali party. Like I said, why does the wife need an invitation? What happened at that Diwali party was she was attending it in spite of being still in the process of recovering from her injuries. Apparently, she seems to believe that playing the perfect hostess and giving out awards was a significant aspect of her duty, even though she was on the verge of splitting with the CMD. And this is known in corporate circles, in media circles, and I'm sure known to most of the company. I think it indicates a worrying confusion about the difference between her spousal duty as the wife of the CMD and her role as a director. So as a wife was splitting up, she needn't have gone there, but she apparently thought it's her duty as a director to be there. Having stood by her husband's actions for all these years, remember she was married 32 years, Ms. Singhania now calls herself a whistleblower of sorts. 
She says she's worried about the smallest shareholder and pensioner who's invested in the company. She also alleges quite seriously that company funds were wrongly used for personal wrongdoing and that the authorities have been after him, this is Gautam Singhania, for a long time to find out his source of income. This really raises questions that should alert the board. And sure enough, proxy advisory firm, Institutional Investor Advisory of India has written a letter to the entire board of directors, especially the independent directors. This happened on 28th November. IAAS wants the directors to seek legal advice if required and safeguard the interests of the company and its stakeholders in what threatens to be an acrimonious public battle. It has also asked that both Nawaz Singhania and Gautam Singhania should be asked to take time off from their responsibilities as board members. In other words, step down. Now, the second time we're hearing the step down, it happened with Hikal and it's happened here, both times coming from two different proxy advisors. The proxy advisory firm raises a lot of questions about brand image, behavior of company promoters, management, and frankly, these questions to my mind raise further questions. Are proxy advisors going to ask these questions across the board every time, even when it is really powerful companies? Because I have pointed out in an earlier blog that they never raise such questions when the Ambani's were fighting or the Tata's were fighting. But that is the subject of a completely different column. Let's continue to look at one, women empowerment. So we talked about Nawaz Singhania and what hap what's happening at Raymond, where she was a rubber stamp director. She had a position on the board, and I think there's a lot of confusion. The other is the Murugappa Group, highly esteemed group of the South, very good companies within the group, lot of respect from investors, good share price, yet this company doesn't want even highly educated women in the family to be on the board of directors. In fact, the Murugappa group worked hard to exclude two women of the family from the board through a legally negotiated removal of their names from the promoter category. This time, Stakeholders are unconcerned, proxy advisors are quiet, the share price shows, investors don't care, and they follow the rules. So each of these boards, EID, PADI, Tube Investment, Carborandum, Universal, have the mandatory women directors. Two of them have ex-bankers who have remained quiet since this tussle started in 2017. What was the tussle? That Two family members, Dr. Vali Arunachalam and her sister Velachi Murugappam, asked for a board seat. They were entitled to it if other family members aren't. They did this after the death of their father in 2017. So it's a quiet dispute that's been going around, typical of South Indian firms, nothing much in the public domain. But these women have spoken. The silver lining here, if you talk about empowerment, is that there was an announcement last week, which is why this figures in this blog, where the two sisters appear to have secured a substantial financial settlement in exchange of being de-recognized as part of the promoter group and being denied board directorships. Money Life 
has written about this. Our columnist, V. Ranganathan, has written an article, and I urge you to go and look at it, where he talks about how the group has put a quiet lid on the dispute that has been simmering since 2017. He points out that details of the settlement are not yet known, but he's joined a lot of facts together and notes that the family recently sold large blocks of shares in group companies to raise 620 crores. Mr. Ranganathan believes that this money was raised as part of the cash settlement with the two women members. Now, Murugappa family has mostly evaded a public scandal. People are unhappy. Those I know are nodding their heads saying, in this day and age, how can you have this attitude to women? And the case exposes gender inequality on corporate boards and whether this legal mandate really leads to any real equality. Remember, Walli Arunachalam is a doctorate in nuclear engineering. She's an advocate for women empowerment and girls' education. Unfortunately, she seems to have lost this battle, although with a fat cash settlement. Ironically, like I said, each of these group companies has got its legally mandated woman director. So Carborandum Universal has Sandhya Kumar, ex-banker from SBI. Tube Investments has Shashikala Vardachari, again, a former banker, ex-SBI. EID Parry has two very eminent women, Meghna Aparao and Rika Godboli. Highly qualified. So it's okay to have women directors, but apparently not family. Begs the question, why doesn't the Murugappa family view equally distinguished women within their family as board-worthy? I guess we'll never know. What happens elsewhere? Prime database tells us, thanks to the legal mandate that happened 10 years ago, one in five directors on Indian boards is a woman. Academic studies have been done on this, and they confirm apparently that there's a positive impact when there are more women and there is more gender diversity on boards. They apparently ask the right questions. I don't know how granular that is, but companies have been quick to latch onto it. And who's latching onto it? Remember where we started, you've come a long way, baby. So it is marketing teams that have latched on to what the Guardian of London describes as hashtag feminism or femvertising. What does that mean? Cosmetics and jewelry companies will have these really mushy social media ads that sell their products packaged as empowerment or empowerment themes and feminism, just as Virginia Slims did in the 1970s. Is it like Virginia Slims said, come a long way, baby, or you have a long way to go? What's your view? You agree with what I say? Do share it. Let's get people thinking about this issue. Thank you so much.